Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. We're together again! <laughs> I was like, gotta wait for the finger guns! <laughs> You're looking at the screen! Watching Tony's like, where are they? <laughs> okay! Over here! <laughs> pow, pow! Those are not the guns I was talking about! Those are the middle finger guns. <laughs> uh, okay, so... We're together <laughs> and a little giggly. That's fine. We're, I only had one margarita. Yeah. I'm, and you don't have an excuse. I, I'm normally asleep by now. <laughs> That's my excuse. It's the slap happy situation. <laughs> I'm high on being awake. It's only 930. And yes, I am normally asleep by now. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so today, tonight, we're talking about... Season 10, episode 2, called Reichenbach. So we start out, uh, it's June 21st, 2003, so this is a flashback. Uh, a young-ish Cole, how do, how old do you think Cole is here? I would say like 11, 12? I'm not good at that. I don't Older no. child? I didn't really get like teenage vibes yet though. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go I with mean, like, like 12 Not that I don't like remember I don't know I just don't remember like what he looks like yeah I was like eh, not, I mean yeah I'd say like pre-teen like yeah. middle schoolish like, uh, like a tween yeah so I like mean, fourth to seventh grade <laughs> <laughs> yes okay that exactly okay <laughs> specifically <laughs> Yes. Okay, so young Cole wakes up in his bed because he hears a sound or sounds of a struggle downstairs. He leaves his room and walks down cautiously. He sees a body on the ground as he gets closer and he recognizes that it is his dad. Which, okay, just saying, looked an awful lot like the actor who plays Cole and I was like, wait, hold on a second, that can't be Cole because I'm pretty sure that's Cole. I did I not think know, he looked like, like that guy. I mean, so bloodied up, of course. Yeah. But. <laughs> I didn't, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Like, who's this kid? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Okay. That, that confused me at first, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Cole says, Dad? Dad! And then we see that his dad's throat is cut. And he starts to cry. Cole, not the dead dad. <laughs> that would be so scary. <laughs> that would be scary, dad. All of a sudden you get this dead guy that's just sobbing and it's like, oh, okay, that makes it worse. You know, like, I don't... Yeah, that would be awful. Okay. Uh, so from around the corner comes a man with a bloody knife. The camera pans up and we see that it is young Dane Winchester. I mean, still... Old Dean Winchester, but, like, first season or younger. They kind of did, mm -hmm. like, a weird blurring effect on mm -hmm. his face, so it okay. was, like, poreless and wrinkleless, and it was like, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> he doesn't but, look right. <laughs> yeah, but they just tried to make him younger, so. Uh, okay. <clears throat> um, bom, bom, bom. Okay, so we cut to current day. Cole is in the barn telling this story to Sam, who's still tied up. <clears throat> Cole says... And that was the night that Dean Winchester murdered my father. And that's, that's why he's going to die. Sam says, I'm sorry. Cole says, 
I'm not looking for your sympathy, Sammy. I'm looking for your brother. So why don't you tell me where Dino is, and then I'll let you go. Okay, so I like it when everyone calls Sam Sammy. Mm -hmm. Except for the bad guys. I mean, even then, it's kind of like, yeah, okay. Fine, I'm fine with that. I mean, it's it's okay. I think everyone should call him Sammy. I mean, like... Also, it pisses him off, and that makes me kind of (laughs) go... So, I like it. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... I don't know why I have a problem with Dino. I have a problem with Dino out of Cole's mouth, because it's coming from a place of hate. Yeah. Not that Sammy isn't... I know. I I don't know why I feel that way. Sammy, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just like... "Mm." Rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. I like Dino. I don't know. And that's the thing. Like, Dino, to me, like, doesn't really bother me, because that's not actually, like, his nickname, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, like, Sammy is his nickname, but it's just Dean's nickname for him. So when somebody else... It's like the whole jerk bitch thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, when somebody else uses it, I'm like, it's not right, you know? I see. Don't you do that, you know? I think that, like, because I don't feel like Cole really, like, has ish with Sam, other than being, like, his way to get to Dean, you know? But, like... You have, like, this big, like, revenge plot mapped out in front of you, and you've given him, like, a fun little nickname in, like, yeah. an affectionate way, which is, like, I think that's weird. Like, you can't like this guy and then be like, also, I'm gonna kill your brother, you know? Like, yeah, it'd be one thing I don't if know. he also wanted to kill his brother, but, like, he doesn't, in fact. It's so. just too affectionate for me, yeah. for his whole thing with it. It's like, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's confusing my emotions. <laughs> it's you know? not right. None of it's right. I feel confused. <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> so, Sam says, that's not gonna happen. Cole says, really? You know your brother gave me the uh, green light to put one between your eyes, right? Sam says, Dean, Dean isn't Dean right now. Now look, he's not home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who you are. Cole says, name's Cole. Listen, Sam, every night since I was 13 years old, every night, I close my eyes and all I can see is your brother and all that blood and my daddy. Now, I know Dean's family and all, but he gave you up, and you have no reason to protect him. None. So help me, please. Sam says, look, I'm sorry about your dad. Whatever happened, Dean had a reason. I don't know how to tell you this. There are monsters out there. Cole says, you don't think I know that? I did two tours in Iraq. Special ops. Darfur. Did I say that right? Darfur? I think Darfur. Yes? Dar- okay. Darfur? Dar- Darfur, I think? I don't know. I do not know. I have no idea. I, th- I feel like Darfur. I feel like I should know because I've heard it plenty of times. Yeah, me too. Now I'm questioning it. Okay. He, he says, uh, the Congo, I've seen suicide bombers and child soldiers so hopped up on speed that they could barely talk. Oh, but they sure could as hell shoot an AK. Sam says, not that kind of monster. <clears throat> Cole says, don't tell me about monsters because I've met my share. Sam says, I mean vampires, all right? Werewolves. Monster monsters. (laughs) Look in the bag. And he motions with his head to his duffel bag sitting on the side. Sam says, go on, take a look. It's right there. Cole pulls a flask of holy water out of the bag and says, I guess even psychos need to hydrate. (laughs) Sam says, it's holy water. Cole rolls his eyes and says, holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sam says, look, I'm not a psycho, and I'm not lying. Cole says, well, you see, that's exactly what a psycho liar would say. So, (laughs) see my dilemma? Cole puts his own backpack on the table and pulls out a hammer. 
he says, I guess we're just going to have to do this the other way. And then we get our opening title sequence. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to inside a strip club in Killdeer, North Dakota. I don't know why it's so hard to say Killdeer, but my mouth just don't. Is it all one word? No, nope. oh, okay. two words. Yep. <clears throat> now is this a real place? I I need you to find out. You said Killdeer, North Dakota. Yep. So, I'm gonna look. Do it. <laughs> I need to know. Also, are there other like kill specific animal cities? <clears throat> So, <clears throat> Dean is watching uh, an exotic dancer. What's one game? word, though. Oh. Here it's... Yeah, you're right. What's it say? How, how big is that? <clears throat> the population was 939 at the 2020 census. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Less than a thousand people. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> Are there any other kill towns? Maybe I don't know how to search over. for that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you don't want to be like, kill. I don't even want to say a state. Town <laughs> names with kill in them. There you go. In them. Not on them. In them. <laughs> no, why does it keep saying on? In them. Okay. I need to know. It's trying to load. <clears throat> I don't have the best Wi-Fi in here. That's okay. Okay. Bush kill. Shui kill, crest kill, kobolds kill, fish kill. Fish kill, huh? Peaks kill, peaks kill, plat kill, post and kill, wall kill, <laughs> west kill, wine, wine and skill. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. No other real wildlife except for fish, right? Fish kill. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Kill deer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that was the full list. I think that was just what came up on the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Thank you for checking for me. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Dean is watching an exotic dancer while drinking. He reaches up and touches her, and she slaps his hand away. She says, no touching. House rules. Also, I would just like to say that Cherry Pie is playing, and I enjoy that thoroughly. Yes, it I is. Because I like that song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Dean says, you sure about that? And he pulls a $20 bill out of his wallet and lays it down on the stage. He says, go ahead, pick it up. Uh, the dancer looks disgusted and like, says, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, right. She says, and we're done. Dean grabs her leg and says, hey, 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 song's not over, sweetheart. The security guard comes over and says, time to go, jerkwad. <laughs> then we get what did I say? okay. Then we get a scene that switches between Dean beating up the security guard and Cole torturing Sam. Uh, so Cole punches Sam in the face and says, "Where's Dean, Sam? Where is he?" And we see Dean uh, hit the security guard unconscious and then kicks him some more. <laughs> then mm-hmm. Dean finishes his drink and picks up his twenty dollar bill off the stage. We see Cole choke Sam with his right hand, then push on his injured shoulder with his left. Sam screams. And then says, shove it up your ass. So Cole lets go of Sam and says, okay, okay, okay. I guess it's time to crank up the volume then, huh? And then Cole grabs the hammer again and taps it on Sam's left knee. Sam is like shaking in pain, but kind of readies himself for the hammer. Also like, my knee's toast if you do that, dude. I, for you know? real, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know at that point. Would I like shut my eyes and look away or would I need to see it's a tough I don't one know. there. I feel like 
Would it be better to see it coming and tense for it, or would it be better to just let it happen? I think I'd probably look. I mean, like, initially I would look away, and then I'd be like, nope, that's not better. See, I would probably, like, wait for it until they were about to hit me, and I'd probably turn and, like, not look as it was happening. I have no idea. I'd probably just straight up, like, throw up on them and then poop. (laughs) You know? And then whatever happens after that happens. Oh, no. That sounds awful. Okay. (laughs) You know? And then I would poop on them. And in which case, they might let you go after that. I know, right? God. Uh, Okay. Uh, Cole says right there. And just then, his phone rings. Cole says to Sam, ain't you lucky boy? Then he answers the phone and walks outside. He says into the phone, hey, darling. No, I'm good. No, everything's fine. Everything's just fine. Sam, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm about to shatter a kneecap. (laughs) I'm fine. Everybody's fine. (laughs) We're all fine. We all float here. (laughs) Okay. So Sam realizes that when Cole pulled the phone out of his pocket, he pulled out his keys too. And on his key ring is a pocket knife. Sam looks to make sure Cole is out of the barn. Uh, Cole looks, or Cole into the phone says, go ahead, put him on. Hey, hey, big guy. How you doing? No, no, no. Listen, daddy's really busy right now, okay? I love you. All right, I got to go, okay? I'm going to have to call you back. So Cole goes back into the barn, but the chair is tipped over and Sam is gone. Good. I know. Mm-hmm. You kept your kneecaps intact. <laughs> it's a great thing. It is. It's a great day. <laughs> so we cut back to Dean, who leaves the strip club and runs into a few teenage boys. Uh, one bumps into him. Uh, the boy says, move, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean does not look happy about He's that. not that old. Like, <laughs> but, like, to teenagers. I mean, but, like, I don't know that I would think somebody in their, like... Late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, but they were as a teenager even would be old. But that kid was trying to piss off Dean. Oh, for sure. So that's why it's not that he actually thought that he was just trying to make him feel. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But it was just kind of like, okay, like usually you say that to somebody if you think that they look old, like (laughs) not just to piss them off. Yeah, like it had to come into your like. Their face had to remind you of somebody old for you to call them grandpa, whether yeah. it was, like, just to piss them off or, you know, whatever, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Crowley appears and says, kids, am I right? In my day, we respected our elders. Of course, back then, any anyone over 30 was ancient. <laughs> now 40-year-olds are still living with mommy, lying on OK Cupid, and taking pictures of their food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they are. I know a few that do that. Yep. Mm. Dean says, what do you want, Crowley? Crowley says, a chat. We need to talk about your anger management issues. <laughs> Just now, in season 10? Now you want to talk about it? Now Come we're on. talking about it? <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Castiel washing his hands in a sink on a dock. He tries to heal his chest wound, but his grace is not strong enough. Hannah walks up and says, here, let me... Also, okay, what's the gut shot from? I don't remember. Was that from the last episode? It must be, but I don't remember. That's the thing. Is I don't remember him getting, like, any sort of stab wounds, shot wounds. Maybe he just had an accident with his own angel blade. <laughs> <laughs> I punched 
punched myself in the boob earlier today. You <laughs> stick a knife in that hand, and I'm screwed. <laughs> Right? You just lop that sucker off. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Not righty. <laughs> At least do it with a lightsaber so it cauterizes things oh, as you for go. For real. <laughs> Yuck. Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right. Cass says, thank you, Hannah. You don't have to. You, you can go. You don't owe me anything. Hannah says, I know, but I want to stay and help. Cass kind of chuckles, and she asks, is that wrong? Cass says, no, it's just very human. She looks a little weirded out about this, and he says, <laughs> it's a compliment. Hannah says, oh. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Cass's phone rings, and he answers it. He says, it's Sam. Sam says, you need to get to Beulah, North Dakota, now. Cass says, I do. Sam says, yes, Crowley and Dean were there. We got to pick up their trail. Cass says, good, great. Sam says, yeah, uh, not so much. Cass, Dean's a demon. Cass mm-hmm. says, Dean's a demon? <laughs> Hell! <laughs> no! <laughs> Sam says, the mark. I guess it, it just messed him up. I don't know. Cass says, that is a vast understatement. <laughs> Sam says, right. He's big man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Sam says, right, now, Cass, listen, I know you're not feeling so hot, but this is kind of a all-hands-on-deck situation here. So, Cass says, so, I'll meet you there. Sam says, yeah. Uh, Sam walks onto some property on, no, it's not right. Sam walks into some property with an abandoned house and a truck in the driveway. Uh, we cut to some time later. That was a weird out of the blue sentence. I think they hung up the phone <laughs> and Sam found a car. Okay. <laughs> so we got to sometime later. Uh, Cass and Hannah are driving down a road. It's nighttime. Hannah says, are you sure about this? Cass says, if you wanted to stay behind, Hannah says, I didn't. I just, Castiel, I think the Winchesters are a bad influence on you. <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> like, um, what? <laughs> Cass says, Sam and Dean may be a bit rough around the edges, but they're the best men I've ever known. And they're my friends. Hannah looks out the window at the night sky and says, I never get tired of looking at them. All those stars. She continues talking, and Cass kind of nods off in the driver's seat. He wakes up to the sound of a horn from an oncoming semi-truck and swerves to miss it. His car skids to a stop in a ditch. Uh, we cut to... I was under the impression that it hit, like, a tree or something. Because when it went and it hit, like, it went into the ditch, it kind of, like, looked like it hit a wall, you know? It Well, like, it was kind of a ditch against a very steep... I mean, kind of a wall, but it was, like, yeah. a dirt and grass. You know what I mean? It was just, like, yeah. a big, steep hill. Um, no, it didn't It didn't hit anything. I kind of watched that part a couple times, because, like... Because it did kind of jerk to a stop, like, yeah, it, it looked like it, like, hit something. But it didn't, yeah. 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 <clears throat> So, um, where am I? Okay, we cut to Dean and Crowley sitting at a bar. Dean motions to the bartender and says, two shots here. He'll have something fancy with your tiniest umbrella. <laughs> I love it. I do too. <laughs> and he doesn't even argue. That's the thing. He's just like, okay. He's like, that's what I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crowley says, so, how you been feeling? On edge. Mm-hmm. Pent up. <laughs> Unfulfilled. <laughs> Dean says, you sound like a Viagra commercial. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crowley says, this isn't about little Dean. (laughs) Dino. (laughs) There you go. Oh, no. 
<laughs> that puts a whole new spin on everything. I like it. No, Cole, don't go don't there. Don't do it. <laughs> Ew, okay. I'm going to geld him. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Carly says, it's about the mark. It changed you. Dean flashes his demon eyes and says, I've noticed. Carly says, and I know that you want to keep the party going. You want to have fun, fun, fun till daddy takes the black eyes away. The fact is, you need to kill now. Not want to, not choose to, need to. Uh, the bartender comes up and sets Dean's shots down and a drink in front of Crowley and says, there you go. Crowley says, Danke. Danke? Donkey. Yeah. I wanted to say donkey real bad right there, but that's not what it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me. Yeah. Oh, have you ever... I don't remember what that... Mm-hmm. Oh, what the show was. It was an old sitcom with... What's his name in it? Huh. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. <sighs> what's the sitcom about? Like, what? It's like one of those, like, family sitcoms. There's, like... Junior, there's a brother named Junior who's, like, an idiot, and then there's, like, a sister named Claire, I think, and then there's, like, a little sister. I'm not ringing any bells here. I don't know. Hmm. What is his name? He's been in a couple of different things. Anyways, I guess it doesn't totally matter, but at one point in the sitcom, the dad is, like, talking about the song Donkey Chains. Because <laughs> he did Donkey Shane, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. he was like, Donkey Chains, darling, Donkey Chains. <laughs> he, like, that's what he thought the song was. That's awesome. And so every time I hear that, I'm like, yeah, Donkey Chains. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like it. Anyways. That's funny. Okay. Um, where am I? Okay. Okay. To Dean, Carly says, face it, darling, you're an addict. Death is your drag, and you're going to spend the rest of your life chasing that dragon. Dean says, so, he doesn't say it like that, but he says so. (laughs) Crowley says, so, I'm here to facilitate. Dean says, you want me to kill for you. Crowley says, I want you to kill for us. Look, you're going to snap eventually. The anger, the bloodlust is going to build up until you can't take it anymore. And then, so the question is, do you want to spike a civilian or someone who has it coming? Dean says, like who? Crowley says, like Mindy Morris. Caring mother, loving wife, cheating trollop. <laughs> After her husband, Lester, discovered Mindy Mindy's liaison, I don't know this word, amorous? M- M- I've never seen that word before. Amorous? I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't remember him saying a word that I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. I've never heard. Okay, uh, he says heated words were exchanged. In the end, Mindy wanted a divorce, and fifty percent of everything. But Lester, Dean says, Lester would rather give up his soul than half his junk. <laughs> Crowley says we live in a very materialistic world. Mindy's gonna die one way or the other. Why not take the job, feed the beast? Dean says, "Fine, one-time deal." Crowley says, oh, there's something else I need to share with you. So we cut to Cass and Hannah. Uh, They get out of a tow truck, and the driver gets out, too. She's kind of a youngish female. She says, I'm going to have to run into town for a new set of tires. Could take a while. You want to head inside and watch TV or something? You're more than welcome. Oh, and there's leftover three-bean surprise in the fridge if you're hungry. Mm -hmm. Hannah says, you're very kind. 
The driver says, well, makes up for me being an axe murderer and all. <laughs> Hannah looks confused. <laughs> Not scared. No, just confused. But confused. Yeah. <laughs> the driver says, uh, sorry, kidding. Hannah says, ah, I see. Cass says, thank you for everything. Inside the house, Hannah opens the fridge up and Cass takes off his trench coat and lies down on the couch. Hannah pulls the casserole from the fridge and says, I understand the three beans, but what's a surprise? <laughs> I want to know, too. I know. What is like, a surprise? Is it the flavor is surprising? Is it, like, like why would you throw the word surprise in there? I just feel like they're... Surprise! It's three beans! Like, what? <laughs> when you're dealing with a bean-heavy dish, yeah. you don't really want surprises. No. You know? <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would I try it, though? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. It was good. Would I eat the whole thing? Also, yes. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so she walks into the other room and sees that Cass has fallen asleep on the couch, and she gently lays his trench coat over him. So we cut to Dean outside of Lester's house, watching Mindy Morris through the window. Uh, he's about to make his move, but he's distracted by a car pulling into the driveway. It's Lester. <laughs> he's sitting in the car, eagerly watching. He's like, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> So, Dean opens up the passenger door and gets in. Lester says, hey, hey. Dean says, let me guess, Lester. Lester says, I, who are you? (laughs) Dean's eyes go demon black and he says, who do you think? Lester says, whoa. (laughs) Uh, Dean says, ugh. And then he says, what the hell are you doing here, man? Lester says, well, my contact, yeah, he, uh, he told me that this was happening, so I just wanted to come down and make sure it gets done right. <laughs> like, what do you <clears throat> think that you're gonna do? If you were that concerned about it, do it your damn self, yeah, you know, like, for, uh, <laughs> good grief. Right. Uh, Dean anyway. says, ah, cause you're the expert, huh? <laughs> Listen, and this is murder 101. When you hire someone to kill your wife, you don't want to be around when the hit goes down. It's called an alibi. <laughs> Lester says, yeah, I know what an alibi is. I watch Franklin and Bash. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Dean says, super. Listen, you sold your soul for this crap. So Lester says, it's not crap. It's my life. And she flushed it down the toilet. Dean says, Les, I'm going to say something to you. I need you to really listen to me. You're a loser. Your lady in there, she's a North Dakota eight. You're a four and a half, Max. Now, I don't blame her for stepping out, especially if she found you were messing around first. Lester says, no, uh, no, I wasn't, uh, how do you know? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, but you just told me. (laughs) Dean says, well, you just got that, uh, pervy, I do anything to nail my secretary look. (laughs) Lester says, oh, no, that, it's different when guys do it. Dean says, oh, really? Yep. Like this whole situation just made my blood boil. Me too. Me too. Lester says, yeah, it's called science. Dean says, oh. Lester says, men aren't built for monogamy because of evolution. We're we're programmed, you know, to spread our seed. Oh, my God. So Dean punches him in the face. Lester says, oh, ow. Dean says, like I said, loser with a capital L. Rhymes with you suck. (laughs) Lester says, yeah, well, you're a punk-ass demon, and you work for me now. So get in there and do your job, you freak. (laughs) Wrong thing to say. 
say to yep. the wrong guy. Yep. Dean glares at Lester and says, and what are you going to do? You going to watch, huh? Is that what you like to do, Lester? Watch? Well, watch this. And Dean pulls out the first blade and stabs it into Lester's chest. Actually, he kind of gently glided it in. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! picture to the security guard at the strip club who Dean beat up. The guy has a black eye and has his arm in a sling. The security guard says, hmm, that's the guy. I called 911, but he was gone before they showed up. That dude gets you too? Sam looks down at his own arm sling and says, uh, no, this is a, just a hunting accident. Okay, how about a wrestling accident? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah, the security guard goes, damn. Sam says, yeah, would you do me a favor? If you do see him again, will you give me a call? Security guard says, yeah, you bet. Sam says, thanks. And then he gets into his stolen truck and pulls out of the parking lot. We see that Cole is watching him from his own Jeep and pulls out to follow him. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You started this. This is your fault. And I did it. You did. Now everything is wrong. Okay. (laughs) So we cut to Cass. Uh... Waking up to find the tow truck driver's young daughter sitting at the end of the couch eating cereal and watching cartoons. Okay, was her daughter there asleep when you, she just told two strange people to go into her house and eat her bean casserole? Probably. That's not very good, mothering. No. Maybe there was another adult there. I hope there was another adult there. Yeah, but I would just see be, the other adult I there. would just be like, go into my house. I'll be back in the morning. Like, no. Yeah, that's like, weird. Uh, yeah. There must be something else happening. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay. The daughter says, hello. Cass says, hi. Her daughter says, did you have a good dream? Cass says, well, I I don't really dream. Daughter says, why? One time, I dreamed that my snot was a rocket, and it shot into space and knocked down the stars to make room for more rockets. <laughs> <laughs> Cass smiles and says, that sounds like some very special snot. <laughs> she giggles. And the tow truck driver walks in and says to Hannah, all right, you're good to go. Hannah says, we appreciate that. The tow truck driver says, great guy you have there. Hannah says, oh, we're not that. (laughs) Like, whatever you're thinking. Yeah. (laughs) The tow truck driver says, too bad. So I kept to Crowley listening to a progress report from a demon. He is really bored. Uh, the demon says... Like, bored to tears. Yeah. Literally, practically drooling on his hand. Yeah. Just, like, sitting there propping himself up, like, oh... Complete existential crisis (laughs) happening, yeah. Uh, the demon says, at the end of the day, we have to strategically calibrate expectations. And so, by making these 64 small changes, I believe we can increase our demon conversion rate by .03%. That's crazy, demon. Okay. Uh, the phone rings, and demon number two picks it up. She says, uh, sir? Sir? Crowley says, kill me. <laughs> Just have it be done. Yeah. Demon number two says, uh, it's Sam Winchester, sir. 
He's close. Dean walks into the room. Crowley says, Dean, how did it go? Dean says, fine, fine. Uh, he's dead. And you're right. I feel amazing. <laughs> Crowley says, he? Dean says, uh, Lester. Crowley says, the client? You killed the client? <laughs> Dean says, does it matter? He was a douche. Now he's a dead douche. Crowley says, of course it matters. The deal was one dead wife for one soul. The wife's not dead. I don't get the soul. It's math. <laughs> Dean goes to leave and says, well, there you go. Crowley says, hey, don't turn your back on me. Dean turns around and shoves Crowley, who falls into the floor. Dean chuckles. Crowley says to his demons, is something funny? Demon number two says, no, sir. Crowley gets up and says, good. What do you think you're doing? Dean says, oh, whatever I want. Crowley says, really? Because I think you don't know what you want. Tell me, Dean, what are you? A demon? If so, why isn't Lester's wife dead? Did you feel sorry for her? So maybe you're human, except you have those pretty black peepers and you're working alongside me. Why don't you do us all a great big favor and pick a bloody side? <laughs> Quit playing with my emotions. I know. Dean says, or what? Hmm? Go ahead. Make a move. See how it ends. I ain't your freaking bestie, and I ain't taking orders from you. When I need to kill, I'll call. Until then, stay out of my way. Crowley says, fine. It's over. What can I say? Crazy ones, well, they're good for a fling. But they're not relationship material. Don't breathe too deep because I think one of the dogs farted. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, it's in my mouth. Why does it taste like marijuana? What? What the fuck? It's so bad. That is not okay. It is not going. You need to open the door or something. It's still in my mouth. It's not going to go away. This is not cool. No, it will. There's no escape in here. It's just, it's just lingering and loitering in my mouth and my nasal cavity. Oh my I am God. not gonna survive this. Like Turn on the fan. Like God damn it! <laughs> oh my God! This is not okay. Here. That's, oh, that's awful. It's still, it's not moving. <laughs> Fuck! Oh. Opening the door is not gonna do anything. Is it rising? <laughs> Should I get down on the ground? Yeah, it's, it's better than butt. No, it's better down here. It's way better down here. Wait, I'm gonna go back up. I think I think it's okay, or I'm used to it. It's so bad. I think it's fine. It's fine over here by the microphone. It smells like somebody pooped. Who pooped their pants? It smells oh like my someone God. pooped and then threw up in it and then mixed it up with like garlic. It's awful over here. Oh my God. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Come on, Maisie. You can't escape. You probably did this. Come here. <laughs> I was like, mm, no, actually. Oh man. Oh, all that's all right. awful. No more tooting. We'll, we'll blow some air. It's good over here. You're gonna watch it over here again. No. Hi, Maisie. Get some fresh air in here. Oh, don't breathe in my nose. <laughs> don't breathe in my nose. Okay, lay down. Ugh. Damn. That okay. was powerful. <laughs> Sorry about that. I have no idea where I am or what I even just said. Okay. Um, uh, something. Um, okay. Crowley says, uh, crazy ones are not relationship material. Okay. Dean says, are you done? 
Crowley says, we're dead. You know what, Dean? It's not me. It's you. <laughs> so Crowley and his demons leave the bar. We cut to Cass and Hannah walking to their car. Hannah says, maybe I should drive. Cass says, all right, good idea. So we cut to Sam leaving a hotel when someone yells to him. Uh, it's Crowley. He says, hello, Bullwinkle. You miss me? Sam says, so much. <laughs> Crowley says, you're here for Dean, and I'm here to give him to you. Sam says, what? Crowley says, the little prat's bad for business. <laughs> he's, he's turned on me. Yeah, he's uncontrollable. Must be the mark. Anyway, Dean's your problem now. Again, forever. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, Sam says, then where is he? Crowley says, first, there's a small matter of my finder's fee. <laughs> so we cut to Cass uh, waking up in the car. Hannah is not there. He gets out and discovers that he is parked at the Heaven Portal Playground. Cass says, Hannah? An angel guarding the portal says, she's gone, Castiel. She took the express elevator upstairs. Cass says, to Heaven? Why? But the angel shakes her head and doesn't respond. So we cut to Hannah in heaven approaching Metatron's prison cell. He is in a straitjacket, and I'm glad. You know, <laughs> that bitch needs to be straitjacketed. Like, <laughs> you know, like, he's got some things that, like, you just can't trust him to even have his own hands. Really, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Metatron says, mmm, hello, beautiful. Hannah says, Metatron? Metatron says, I knew you'd come back. That white heart. Oh, blah, blah, okay. <laughs> oh, blah, blah. Okay. That white hot spark between us. I felt it. Ew, that's so slimy. Right? Yicky. I hate him. I yeah. know. Hannah says, I'm here about Castiel. Metatron says, Boo. <laughs> Hannah says, After you cast the spell to close the gates of heaven, was there any of his grace left? Metatron says, And if there was? Hannah says, then I want it. Metatron says, well, everybody wants something. Question is, are you willing to pay for it? Are you willing to, I don't know, let me out? Oh, come on. Don't look so shocked. You knew what I'd ask for. He's a slimy git. He is. <laughs> he says, and you wouldn't have come here if you weren't willing to pony up. Hannah says, it doesn't make it any easier. Metatron says, fair enough. So... Let me sweeten the pot. I've had time to think, and I've decided, screw Earth. You pop that lock, I'll give you Castile's grace, and then scamper off to another planet, another galaxy even, and you will never see me again. Doubtful. I know, right? <laughs> and in return, you get cast back at full power, large and in charge. And that's what you really want, isn't it? Somebody big and strong telling you what to do. Poor little Hannah. You're so desperate to be dominated. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Uh, Hannah grabs him through the bars and pulls him, so he smashes his face on the bars. Good. He <laughs> says, ow. <laughs> Hannah says, watch your mouth. Metatron says, ah, like I said, white hot spark. So, do we have a deal? Suddenly, Cass is there. He says, no. What are you doing? Metatron says, ugh. You know perfectly well what she's doing, Astiel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick I burn. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, nobody's heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. Hedda says, I had to. You were dying. Metatron says, she's right. You totally are. Cass mm. says, you shut up. 
Hannah says, he said your grace. It's still out there. Cass says, he's lying. He is a liar. Metatron says, hey, words hurt. Cass says, listen to me, Hannah. You don't want this. I have seen what I've made deals born of desperation and they always end in blood and tears. Always. Hannah says, so I'm supposed to let you. Cass says, yes, it's my life and it's my choice and I don't want this. Hannah says, I, you're right. I'm sorry. And Hannah leaves. Metatron says, you're wrong. Not about the lying part. I am a terrific liar. <laughs> but there is some of your mojo left. Not a lot, but enough. And it can be yours for the low, low price of... Cass says, keep it. Metatron says, seriously? Cass says, I've made peace with my fate. Did I say that right? I've, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I threw a sound in there, but okay. Metatron says, who's the liar now? Cass says... I enjoy thinking about you locked up in here, rotting until the end of time. It's my happy place. Metatron says, yeah, uh, no. I'll get out. It may take a century, may take a millennium or two, but this dump will not hold me forever. And when I'm free, here's a little sneak preview. Everybody dies. Cass says, you talk too much. And then he turns and walks away. Metatron yells after him. You should have killed me when you had the chance, Castiel. Dead man walking. You heard me. Dead man walking. <laughs> like, all right. Okay, says the one in the straight jacket in jail. You know, like, yeah. okay. So we cut to Dean sitting at a piano in a bar. He takes out the first blade and slices a cut on his left palm. It instantly heals. In Dean's mind, he hears Crowley yell, Pick a bloody side! Uh, behind Dean, uh... We see Sam slowly step into the room, and he sees Dean for the first time, since he's been a demon. Dean says, hiya, Sam. Uh, he calls to a barkeep. He says, hey, Harv, why don't you grab a smoke? So Harv leaves. To Sam, he says, who winged you? Sam says, doesn't matter. Dean says, not really. I told you to let me go. Sam says, you know I can't do that. By the way, your uh, pal, Crowley, sold you out. Dean says, Sounds like him. Sam says, Dean, hold on a second. You don't have to do this. Look, we know how to cure demons. You remember that? Dean says, little Latin, a lot of blood. It rings a bell. Did you ever stop to think that if I wanted to be cured, I wouldn't have bailed? Sam says, that was Crowley. Dean says, it really wasn't. Sam says, it doesn't matter, all right? Because whatever went down, whatever happened, we will fix it. Dean says, will we? Because right now... I'm doing all I can not to come over there and rip your throat out with my teeth. I'm giving you a chance, Sam. You should take it. Sam says, I'm going to have to pass. Dean says, well, I'm not walking out that door with you. I'm just not. So what are you going to do? Are you going to kill me? Sam says, no. Dean says, why? You don't know what I've done. I might have it coming. Sam says, well, I don't care because you are my brother and I'm here to take you home. Dean says, hmm. You're my brother, and I'm here to take you home. Yeah, what is this, a Lifetime movie? Huh, with your puppy dog eyes? Oh, thanks, Sammy. I needed that. Sam takes out the handcuffs with a sigil on it. Dean says, you really think those are going to work? Sam says, there's one way to find out. Just then, a can of tear gas comes flying out of the window. 
And Sam starts coughing and drops the handcuffs. Like, why? Why would you drop? Okay. I just feel like. Well, I mean, I feel like if you can't breathe and your eyes are burning and your lungs are burning, like, you're not thinking about the handcuffs too much. You're thinking about, hey, I need oxygen. Hey, like a dog fart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If I had handcuffs in my hand, I probably would have dropped them too. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I guess I've never been choked. Well, that's not true. I did almost die in a movie theater when I was a kid. <laughs> what? I choked on popcorn. Oh. My dad couldn't get it out. I have a brief memory of my dad holding me by my ankles and shaking me. <laughs> what? And then... How old were you at this time? I was time? like, I don't know, maybe kindergarten at the oldest. Okay. Yeah. I and thought you meant, I, like, this is when you were in, like, no, it was you little. know, middle school or something. Yeah. I, like, I don't remember what happened. I know he was looking for a knife or screaming at somebody to get a knife. And then I coughed it up. Why did he want a knife? Because he was going to stick a hole in my throat so that I didn't die. Oh, it was yeah. Drake. Yeah. 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 Well. So I'm, I'm glad that it did not happen. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What was I going? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I probably dropped everything in that moment. So you're right. Okay. <laughs> Including the popcorn. I know, right? Okay. <clears throat> so, um, where am I? Okay. Uh, Sam stumbles outside where Cole is waiting. Cole punches him and Sam falls to the ground. Guess what? Knocked out! Again! (laughs) Yep. Okay. So Dean walks out behind Cole and Cole points his gun at Dean and says, Wow, it's really you. Dean says, We met? Cole says, Talked on the phone. Dean says, Right, right. You're the guy who's supposed to put a bullet in Sammy's brain. Did you miss? (laughs) Cole says, Well, I had a better idea. I figure if I let your bro escape, he'd go running to you. And all I had to do was just tag along. And now, here we are. Finally. Dean Winchester. Dean says, great. A groupie. (laughs) Cole says, you remember me? Dean says, yeah, yeah. You're that guy from that thing. Cole says, oh, I don't know how to say this word or this town or city. Nyack? Nyack? N-Y-A-C-K. Nyack? Nyack, New York. Yeah. Yeah. June 21st, 2003. Dean says, that's supposed to ring a bell? Cole says, it was the night you gutted and murdered a man by the name of Edward Trenton. He was my father. Dean says, okay. Cole says, okay. Dean says, well, hey, I'm not saying I didn't slice and dice your old man. I'm just saying that he wasn't the first and he certainly wasn't the last. And they all just kind of get blended together. Cole says, I saw you that night after. You let me live. That was dumb. Real dumb. I spent half my life training for this moment. I've played out this fight a thousand times in my mind. And I'm I know all sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. And I know all about you, Dino. And you're good. Oh, you're real good. But you see, I'm better. Dean says, prove it. Take a shot. Cole says, nah, that's not payback. He holsters his gun and pulls out a knife. He says, this is payback. Cole tries to attack Dean, who pushes him away easily. Cole attacks him again. Dean pulls the gun from Cole's holster and drops all the bullets on the ground. Dean says, you know, and I'm just spitballing here, but uh, maybe you are not as good as you think you are. Rubbing salt in the wound. I know. Cole does, like, a martial arts pose, and Dean says, oh, you know kung fu. He was literally one little, like, inkling away from going, oh, you know, like, (laughs) doing I know. 
Cole says, I know everything. Dean says, well, come on. So Cole tries to do some cool shit, but Dean easily throws him to the ground. Dean says, what did you think was going to happen, huh? You just roll up here and say, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> and I just roll over? Well, that's just, it makes me sad. <laughs> Dean leans over Cole so he doesn't see Cole pull another knife. Cole cuts Dean's face with it. Uh, Dean grabs Cole's throat and pushes him up against the car, and we see the cut on his face heal. Dean says, you have no idea what you walked in he into here, did you? None. Cole says, what are you? Dean says, I'm a demon. And then Dean takes out the first blade and holds it against Cole's throat. Cole says, do it. You said if you saw me, you would kill me, so do it. Dean says, I guess I changed my mind. And Dean releases Cole and steps back. Suddenly, Sam is there. He throws some holy water on Dean, who starts to sizzle. Sam hurriedly puts the sigil cuffs on Dean's wrists. Sam says, stop. It's over. It's over. Dean glares at Sam, but is completely helpless. So we cut to a short time later. What did they do with Cole? I think they just left him there. I think that's kind of the implication. Like, he can wake up and find his own way home. Cole's what are they going to do with Cole's him? Cole's not unconscious, though. He literally didn't do anything. He just, like, had him against the car. Right? No, I'm pretty sure he knocked him out. Well, I didn't write that. Yeah, I'm... Okay, that fairly, makes sense. I don't yeah. remember that at all, but I I'm, like, 90% sure that he knocked him out. They'd have to. Otherwise, they'd have to be like, what What do you do well, with Cole? Yeah, okay, all right. So, sorry, I missed that. Okay. All right, so we cut to a short time later. Dean is handcuffed in the backseat of the Impala, and Sam and Crowley are outside the car. Sam has the first blade in his hands. Crowley says, a pleasure doing business. Sam says, what are you going to do with it? Crowley says, toss it into a volcano, leave it on the moon. I'll get creative. Believe me, I don't want Dean getting his hands on the precious any more than you do. <laughs> the precious. <laughs> yep. Your brother knows I ratted. He tends to hold a grudge. I don't want to get boned. Yeah. <laughs> Sam hands over the first blade and says, this doesn't make a square. If I see you again... Crowley says, oh, stop it, Samantha. No one likes a tease. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you sound like you're I thinking think about Sam being a tease. No, I think it's so funny. I, like, love Crowley's, like, girl names for Sam. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but something just cracks me up about it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, okay, so we cut to Cole. He's in a public library and bleeding everywhere. He's, like, gasping in pain as the librarian watches him with alarm. Dude, don't bleed on the books, man. <laughs> I know. Not like, cool. Why? Why, why yeah. would you go here? Uh, Cole says, give me every book you have on demons. So we cut to Crowley. He's alone at a bar. He's looking at a picture of Dean and himself on his phone. Uh, demon number one says, sir, it's time to move on. Crowley nods, and they leave the bar. So we cut to Sam driving the Impala towards the bunker. Dean is quiet in the back seat. Sam looks around the car and says, This thing is filthy. Dean says, It's just a car, Sam. <laughs> I know. Sam says, It's just a car. Wow. You really have gone dark. Dean says, You have no idea. Sam says, You know what, Dean? I saw what happened back there. You could have killed that guy, and you didn't. You took mercy on him. Dean says, you call that mercy? Imagine you spend your whole life hunting down the guy that knifed your father. 
When you finally find him, he whips you like a dog. How do you think that feels? That kid's going to spend his whole life knowing that he had a shot and he couldn't beat me. That ain't mercy. That's the worst thing I could have done to him. And what I'm going to do to you, Sammy, well, that ain't going to be mercy either. And... Chris. <laughs> okay, I have thoughts. Okay. My first one being that Sam looks dead the entire episode. He does look pretty wrecked. He's like, seriously got some, like, bags under his eyes and just, like, looks like he could just pass out at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, okay, so the whole, like, speaking of Sam, um, what... Is this the first time that Crowley comes up with, uh, like, some sort of girl nickname for Sam? No, he's called her, him Samantha before, for okay. sure. Okay, yeah. I, I was like, I don't remember if this has happened before or if I just, like, thought it was funny this time. I don't know. Yeah, he definitely did um, at least once. But, yeah. Um, also, <laughs> I hate Lester. He is, like, what is wrong with the world. Yeah, I hate him, too. He's, yeah, he's pretty easy to hate. Drives me nuts. But, anyways. So, okay. Also, Crowley looks pretty darn sad when Dean tells him that he's not his best anymore. I told you. I told you. I truly think that, like, I, I know some people, like, ship them. But I don't. I I do, no. like, in, a, like, a friend way, yeah. I guess. But, like, yeah. yeah. I think Crowley really has always admired Dean mm-hmm. and kind of loves the, like, oh, he's going to kill me aspect yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Dean becoming a demon is kind of, like, a big win for Crowley mm-hmm. in that sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then they do all these things, and Crowley is like, oh, we're besties now. And he likes it, and it's mm-hmm. great. And yeah. then, you know... So, yeah, he's got, like, pictures of them partying. And he's got Flickr albums. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, I think he really, I think he really wanted Dean to be his, you know, his homie. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, I think he wanted, he really yeah. did want that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's sad that it's, I don't think it was that for Dean. Like, I think Dean was oh, just no, having Oh, no, for sure. Fun. But I think that but. Crowley's probably like, hey, like, I don't have any friends because, hey, look at who I am. And so, like, right. I'm going to be friends with this guy because, hey, he kind of has to be. And, and, then, he, like, and I think he's cool. Like, yeah. Like, and he I definitely ha- thinks Dean is, like, yeah, a good time. So, yeah. 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 So. He is sad. Is. Yeah. And I was sad that he was sad. I mean, I don't know that I was sad. He was, I guess I kind of felt a little bad for him. Yeah. I mean, is he a good person? At the time no. that I first watched this, mm-hmm. I did not. I didn't either. Yeah. You're right. Now that I, like, know Crowley's character more, having seen everything, mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad for him. I do feel but, bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay, so, like, Hannah just decided to, like, Leave Castiel all passed out and shit <laughs> in a park somewhere. Yeah. Going, oh, what happened? I woke up in a strange place and, like, there's no, like, hey, tell Castiel when he wakes up that this is happening or I went up here or nothing. Like, nothing. Yeah, that was you know? weird that she didn't, like, leave a she message just, like, for him in any way. right off. I mean, I know she probably, I mean, my guess it was probably because she thought that, um, he would try and stop her talking to Metatron, basically, if, you know, mm-hmm. there was some sort of way of him knowing that before he got there. You but know? it's almost but... shadier that, like, she didn't be like, hey, 
Angel. Like, why yeah. don't you tell Cass if he comes up that I'll just be right back. I just forgot my chapstick in my purse and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'll be right there. I just to check on something real quick. I yeah. need to go ask somebody if they... Honestly, she could have said, like, I just need to go ask somebody if they know, like, anything about you know, Castiel's grace or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, hey, you probably would have been like, oh, okay, you know, like... Right. That's not unreasonable, you know? I guess it is not... That would be not quite in character, though. You know what I mean? No. For angels in general, not just yeah. Hannah. I mean, obviously there are exceptions to that, but... Yeah. Kind of like your baseline, you know, office angel, yeah. you know? I mean... I mean, I like her more than that, but, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. yeah. I feel like is that she could have found a way to like say something to kind of like keep him off of her tail, mm-hmm. yeah, and still like giving him some sort of answer, you know? Right. But yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> um. So, what was your favorite moment from this? Well, fuck. <laughs> uh, you go first. <laughs> okay. Um. Of course, the my name is Nigo Montoya. You killed my father. Ah, uh, yeah. Die. But also, when Cass was talking to the little girl about her, like, snot dreams. And shit, yeah, you know like, what? That was mine, too. Yeah, yeah I remember thinking, this is going to be my favorite moment. Yeah. I'm going to remember this. That <laughs> sounds like some very special snot. Yeah, <laughs> that was cute. You know, it was interesting watching Misha act in that moment because, yeah. he, you know, you kind of... They continue talking, but now you're with Hannah and the tow truck mm-hmm. driver, and they're talking about, like, oh, yeah, that's not my boyfriend, you know? Yeah. But, like, you're still looking at, like, Cass and the little girl, and they're mm-hmm. interacting. Mm-hmm. And Misha has this kind of, like, weird smile on his face where mm-hmm. I was like, you're acting a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I think he uh, I don't... I mean, he's supposed to be kind of awkward, right, And That's sure, exactly right, because I was like, yeah, I mean... I've seen him in, like, videos and stuff with his kids, and he doesn't do that look. No, so I think that's no. just him trying to be, like, Cass awkwardly like, interacting <laughs> with a child. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to smile like this because I think it'll be soothing. Yeah. But it's creepy. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. What am I? Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm looking at it right now. Um, our interesting facts. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Nobody knows. Everybody Nobody listening knows. is asking themselves that, Nobody like, knows. can't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> We've already been derailed by a dog fart. You know, like, <laughs> that was fucking awful. That was so oh, bad. God. That was so bad. Like, oh, man. It lasted man. way longer than it should Like, have. somebody wiped their butt. <laughs> like, <laughs> Not <know>. it! <laughs> No, they wipe their own butts. <laughs> no, they're just going to smear it on the carpet. Scoot in the grass outside yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, interesting facts. <laughs> so it says, uh, the song played on the piano by Dean is Hey Jude from the Beatles. Mm. Um, this is the song his mom used to sing to him as a lullaby. Oh, okay. Um, which did I don't make that remember him playing the piano at all, honestly. <laughs> I mean, so I think he did hit, like, a note or two. I, like, yeah. I was like, should I write that? And I was like, eh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, eh. Okay. Um, so, it says, Crowley tells Dean, I know that you want to keep the party going and have fun, fun, fun till Daddy takes the black eyes away. Um, he's paraphrasing the Beach Boys' 1964 surf classic, Fun, Fun, Fun. Mm-hmm. I remember, so, one of my friends growing up, she lived with her grandparents, and they had an old jukebox, and it had a bunch of Beach Boys songs on it, and so we would go and, like, press the buttons for the jukebox and listen to, like, all these different Beach Boys songs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I love the Beach Boys. Yeah. I love the Beach Boys. I got, like, in high school, I can't remember if it was my junior or senior year, one Christmas, I got, like, their greatest hits or whatever mm-hmm. CD, and I was, like, sweet, and I was, I was over at a friend's house, and he was, I think he was, like, the class vice president. Mm-hmm. He and, um, gosh, he and I think the actual president, they... They did like the morning announcements, mm-hmm. you know, and he was, and they always played music. Um, and he's like, "Oh, can I borrow this? Like, I really want to play this song." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, totally." And then he never gave it back. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I could totally just be like, "Alexa, play the Beach Boys," but no, I want my CD back. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh. It's fine. It's all fine. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still bitter. Well. <laughs> yep. Uh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you could probably just find that. I mean, I guess you could find it on like Spotify too, or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, anything. But, like, yeah. I totally yeah. I do Spotify. Like, <laughs> do like Amazon Music, whatever that's called. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the next one it says the face of young Dean Winchester in the flashback scene was achieved using CGI. Um. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was. Um, the name on the card that Sam gives to the bouncer, Lemmy Kilmister, um, is the name of the lead singer of Motorhead. Okay. Um, it says, Demon Dean plays the piano. While Jensen Ackles can play one in real life, Dean has never shown any musical ability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it says, the drink Crowley has while at the bar with Dean contains a miniature devil's pitchfork as he is Lucifer's replacement as King of Hell. <laughs> That's cool. I did notice that. I didn't notice that. I just saw a bunch of stuff sticking out of the cup. I think I read something uh, once before. I don't know if this is true, but I try to look for it. That every time Crowley does get a drink at a bar, it does have that in it. The little pitchfork. Huh. Yeah. And I, I don't remember if I've looked for that before now, though. I feel like maybe there was one other time. But, yeah. Yeah. I'll look for it from now on. Um... Uh, so it says the actor who plays Vengeful, Fo- v- Vengeful, oh lord, Vengeful former Marine Cole, um, Travis Aaron Wade is actually a former Marine. Hmm. Um, it says uh, the strip club in the opening scene is called Angels with a Z. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It says the actor who plays Cole, um, Travis Aaron Wade, is actually three years older than Jensen Ackles, um, so it's technically impossible for Dean to have been an adult when Cole was a child. Also, yes, because they're both actors and it's not real. I know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. there's that. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a funny one. Like, Yeah. I mean, I, it is, we talked about this in the last episode, but yeah. it is weird because Dean is supposed to be... Way older than Way him. older. Yeah, yeah, so that is weird. And they a weird look choice. About the same they age. They look the same age, so it doesn't yeah. fucking make sense. Like, mm-hmm. again, why don't you go with an older actor, older looking actor? Mm-hmm. No, younger looking actor. That's what I mean. <laughs> or change the backstory to fit it if you want to keep that actor. Like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. But whatever. Who knows? Whatever. Um. Uh, so it says, uh, the title of this episode is a reference to the falls over which Sherlock Holmes disappears in the book, the book, ugh, the book, the final problem. Over time in storytelling, the word has come to be associated with a dramatic shift in the storylines of the characters involved. For example, the season two finale of the BBC's Sherlock from 2010, which is based on the final problem, um, is called Sherlock, the Reichenbach Fall, 
um, and sees Sherlock faking his own death, leading to a significant change in Watson's life. In this episode, uh, Dean beats Cole badly and forces him to rethink his strategy for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean kills Lester, which is not was not supposed to happen. Um, Crowley has come to terms with the fact that Demon Dean is uncontrollable, and he suddenly gives Dean up to Sam, which is the beginning of the fall of Demon Dean. Um, it says, the term Reichenbach simply heralds a dramatic turning point for the characters. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I remember that episode of Sherlock. Did you watch Sherlock? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe vaguely. I don't, yeah, I don't totally remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, uh, when he's giving Cole the beat down, Dean asks, well, what did you think was going to happen? You just stroll up here and say, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And I just roll over. Um, he's quoting the Princess Bride from 1987. Yay. Um, uh, it says in Supernatural Road Trip, um, from 2014, uh, Dean said to Crowley, this doesn't make us square. I see you, I'm guessing it meant I'll see you again. To which Crowley responds, I'm dead. Yes, I know. I love you too. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this episode, when Sam says the exact same thing to Crowley, Crowley responds, oh, stop it, Samantha. No one likes a tease. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, it says, uh, when Lester Morris is telling Dean he knows what an alibi is, he watches Franklin and Bash, um, it says, Franklin and Bash was a legal drama televised on TNT Network. Uh, the TNT Network uh, shows the Supernatural reruns. Yeah, it does. Does it still? I, I feel a rumor like... that they stopped, that they were, like, kind of dwindling it down to, like, three episodes for a while and then, like, one episode a day. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they still do. I mean, I saw it, I feel like, not that long ago on there, okay. but also, like, I don't really watch TV. I don't, I don't even have, so, yeah, I don't have cable right now, so I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't know. We should turn on TNT tonight and see if we can find something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's, like, a morning time show when they were doing it. But, yeah. But, yeah, we should. Yeah. So, our research for today um, is off of billingsgazette.com and it's 13 of Montana's most haunted places. I know we've been to Montana before. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if we did Montana hauntings or what we did, but it wasn't in the last... Where's my paper? (laughs) Two seasons, so... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, if you hear some repeats on here, sorry. Um, So yeah, 13 of Montana's most haunted places. Um, It says, with its history of battles, copper kings, vigilantes, and rowdy residents, Montana has accrued a wealth of interesting stories. Um, It's believed by some that these tales continue in the form of ghosts. Um, First one is Little Bighorn Battlefield National Monument. I mean, fair. I would understand that. Um, It doesn't really say anything other than declared a national monument in 1946 under the name Custer Battlefield National Monument. The battlefield was the site of the Battle of the Little Bighorn, or, yeah, of the Little Bighorn in June 1876. So, I mean, super... it's pretty obvious what's haunting. Yeah. yeah like, so, oh, maybe a that's bunch why. of people died there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so this one says the Montana Territorial Prison um, in Deer Lodge. Um, It says, first housing prisoners in 1871, the Montana Territorial Prison served as Montana's correctional facility for more than a century before the current state prison... 
why can't I speak English lately? I don't know. Prison <laughs> was constructed outside of Deer Lodge in 1979. That one sounds a little bit familiar. We might have done that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it says the old prison was known for its overcrowding and insufficient facilities. Um, early prison conditions made inmate life difficult with poor food and no heating or cooling. Mm-hmm. Um, it says several convicts and staff were killed at the prison during its use. Um, perhaps the most notorious episode in the prison's lifespan was its 1959 riot, which led to the Montana National Guard being dispatched after Deputy Warden Ted Roth was slain and several guards and inmates were taken hostage. Uh, the riot ended after an anti-tank bazooka <laughs> and uh, Thompson's, Thompson submachine gun were fired at cell block one, um, allowing National Guardsmen to rush the prison. Hmm. In the chaos, riot ringleader Jerry Miles killed his accomplice, um, Lee Smart, before committing suicide. Hmm. Uh, buildings at the prison remained scarred by the bazooka blast and um, gunfire of the riot, but some say that the prison, which is now a museum, still houses some of its inmates. It's claimed that the ghost of convicted murderer Paul Eitner, I'm going with, um, known as Turkey Pete. <laughs> that does not sound familiar. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, still haunts cell number one. Either or Eitner spent 49 years incarcerated at the prison before dying of natural causes in 1967. Other phenomena report include or reported include strange sounds and people being touched. Ew. Ick. What um, kind of touching and what kind of strange sounds? I need more info. <laughs> well, when you say it that way, it doesn't sound like anything good. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, none of it's good to begin Not with. Not good but, anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a, so, the next one is Paris Gibson Square Museum of Art in Great Falls. Um, it says, built in 1896 at, or as Great Falls High School, the Paris Gibson... Square Museum of Art, that's a, that's a mouthful, mm-hmm. um, building was named for the founder of Great Falls. Paris Gibson was a prominent businessman who saw hydroelectric potential in the series of waterfalls on the Missouri River that the city shares its name with. Um, the museum opened in 1977 and is, repu- is reputed to be haunted. Uh, the phenomena experienced have included the, go- the sounds of children in the halls and the ghost of a girl in the basement. Hmm. Um... So it says the Boulder Hot Springs in Boulder, um, which, have you been to Hot Springs before? I have in Idaho. They're kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. We should go to the Boulder Hot Springs, <laughs> apparently. Depending on what I read here, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> <but> <laughs> okay. Um, it says, uh, with an end dating back to 1881, uh, Boulder Hot Springs predates Montana's statehood. Um, its location made it a place where miners, ranchers, and businessmen could all encounter one another. Uh, today, it's claimed that visitors can still encounter some of the hotel's former guests. The most famous of these phantoms, called Simone, is said to be the ghost of a prostitute who was murdered at the hotel. The legend has never been substantiated, but visitors and staff continue to report stain- strange experiences. Wild temperature shifts, strange energies, and of course, the sound of children running through the halls have all been described. Yucky. Um, the next one is Fort Peck Theater. Um, it says, when the Fort Peck Dam was built in 1930s, the town of Fort Peck was built to temporarily house U.S. Army Corps um, of Engineers, uh, workers, and their families. In addition to housing and other amenities, the Fort Peck Theater was built in 1934 to provide entertainment. The theater remains in use today, primarily for theatrical productions. Uh, the Fort Peck Theater is said to be haunted by a male spirit who manifests as a man wearing 1930s work clothes. 
Um, witnesses have also reported hearing the sounds of men at work when the theater is otherwise empty and apparitions in the dressing rooms. Ew, not in the dressing rooms! I know, like, okay, like, I'm naked changing! Great, there's somebody else in here with yeah. me! Like, oh, yuck. I do not like that. <laughs> so, no one wants a ghost situation when you don't have underwear on. Uh, you know? Or, like, most of your clothing in general. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, mm, no. <laughs> um... Uh, the next one is the Pollard Hotel in Red Lodge. It says, uh, said to be the first brick building in Red Lodge, the Pollard Hotel was constructed in 1893 as a Spofford Hotel. Nine years later, Thomas F. Pollard bought the building and renamed it after his family. Pollard expanded the hotel and added amenities to draw customers. The hotel continues to operate, having served some of Red Lodge's most colorful visitors. <laughs> um... As seems to be the case with many old hotels, uh, the Pollard has seen its fair share of ghost stories. Um, guests and employees have described both male and female apparitions. Um, one, a man dressed in 1920s clothing, is said to hang out near the bar and play pranks. Um, a woman in a yellow dress is said to leave behind the scent of perfume. Mm. Uh, and staff have described strange noises and lights that turn off and on in the basement. Yuck. <laughs> Not the basement. <laughs> you never go in the basement. No, or the attic. Yeah. Yeah. No, all the middle stuff is fine, yeah, but like, right. yeah. Um, so this one is Grand Union Hotel uh, in Fort Bent, 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 Benton. Okay. <laughs> Holy cow. Okay. Um, it says, established by French-American fur traders, Augusta and Pierre Chateau uh, Jr., in 1846, Fort Benton is among the oldest towns in Montana. Much of the old fort was dismantled or crumbled under decades of weather, through a, uh, though a portion of it still exists, considered the oldest building in Montana. But another 19th century building is said to be the town's paranormal headquarters. The Grand Union Hotel, um, built in 1882, has a reputation as a haunted hotel. Said to be the oldest hotel still in operation in Montana, the Grand Union is known for a number of um, odd happenings. Not that they say what they are, but... Oh, you know, okay. That's, that's I was a, waiting for it. I was like, what are those one. odd I happenings? Okay. I was like, oh, never, nothing, never mind. Okay. okay. Um, so the next one is St. Charles Hall um, in Carroll College in Helena. Um, it says the oldest building on the Carroll College campus in Helena is also said to be its most haunted. St. Charles Hall was named for St. Charles Borromeo, um, after whom the college was originally named as Mount St. Helens, or Mount St. Charles. Why did I say Mount St. Helens? That's in Oregon. <laughs> because it's late. I know. <laughs> I was just like, I saw, I saw Mount St. and I was like, nope, nah, Helens, that's yep. clearly what it is. Uh, as Mount St. Charles College. Uh, the building, which began construction in 1909 um, and had its quarters cornerstone <laughs> laid by then U.S. President William Taft um, is primarily used as a dormitory today. The most well-known activity in St. Charles Hall uh, centers around the fourth floor men's bathroom. Ooh. Do we have a moaning myrtle? Um, <laughs> it says, in 1964, a student blacked out while brushing his teeth and hit his head on the sink in the bathroom, causing hemorrhaging in his brain. Um, he was treated at a local hospital but died of pneumonia a few weeks later. Shortly after, students using the same bathroom begin reporting strange occurrences. Some would say that while brushing their teeth or washing their faces, they would glance at the mirror and see a young man with a head wound standing behind them. Um, some claimed they would turn on the faucet only to find blood flowing out instead of water. Ew. Yuck. 
Um, after several years of these reports, the bathroom was locked up, as it remains today. <laughs> um, there have been rumors of scraping sounds coming from inside the bathroom. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. That <laughs> is terrifying. It's weird to be terrified while yawning. Um, that is really upsetting. <laughs> yeah, just like Ugh. scraping around in there. No, thank you. Um, so it says, other stories persist about a student jumping out of a window to commit suicide, with some students claiming to see the event replay itself on certain nights. Ugh. Um, legends claim that several priest di- priests died in different manners in the building and still haunt the place, but none of these stories, um, other than the student who hit his head, have been verified. Wow. Um, so the Opera House Theater in Phillipsburg, um, it says, there's something about old theaters that seemed to fit well with ghost stories. Uh, the Phillipsburg Opera House, built in 1891 as the McDonald Opera House, has its fair share of tales. Uh, patrons of the theater have described having their hair pulled by invisible hands and feeling unexplicable cold sensations. Some claim to have seen full-bodied apparitions in dark areas of the theater. Okay, but the hair pulling thing? Not cool, man. Right out. You know? Yeah. Like, no, thank you. Um, so, this next one... It's kind of funny because the picture, it's very clearly an old picture. Um, The sign on it says Spaghetti Depot. (laughs) Um, But it's it's 2223 Montana Avenue um, in Billings. Fun. (coughs) As a joke on my own spit. Okay. Um, So it says a tragic accident is at the center of one of Billings' most famous reported hauntings. Um, On December 8th, 1945, an airplane transporting World War II soldiers who were returning home from the war crashed in a field um, east of Rocky Mountain College in the area of what is now Veterans Park. Seventeen servicemen and two pilots died in the crash, which occurred during a blizzard, leaving only four survivors. Mm. The number killed was too much for the morgue and local funeral parlors to handle, so the bodies of 13 of the men killed had to be stored in the refrigerated warehouse of a local grocery store located at 2223 Montana Avenue. Hmm. Um, In the 70 years since the crash, the building has been home to various businesses, including the Spaghetti Depot and Depot Antiques. Um, Employees and customers in the building, as well as passerby, have reported seeing the ghost of a man in World War II-era military uniform inside. Um, That is not cool. So, this one is a many glacier hotel. (laughs) It's kind of funny. (laughs) It's not a certain glacier, it's a lot of glaciers. It's the hotel (laughs) of a lot of glaciers. We're good. Um, It's in Glacier National Park. (laughs) Um, It says, the century-old many glacier hotel in Glacier National Park is a huge hotel complex on the eastern shore of Swift Current Lake on the east side of the park. The Swiss chalet architecture matches that of Lake McDonald Lodge, uh, the Belton chalets, and several other structures in the park. Uh, Though several of the old hotels and lodges in Glacier are said to be haunted to some degree, many Glacier hotels claim to be the most active. Uh, Billings author and ghost hunter Karen Stevens has gathered a number of stories from the hotel. One tale involves a young boy who witnessed a woman in a red dress standing in his hotel room. Mm. Um, other guests, as well as employees, have recounted stories of various apparitions that vanish into thin air and strange noises coming from room 308. Ew. Um. Kind of strange noises. Doesn't say. I need to know. I know. Like, inappropriate noises. Like, <laughs> somebody's dying noises. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, TV noises. What's going on? <laughs> um. 
So the next one is Dolly Mansion uh, Hamilton, or which is in Hamilton. Uh, it says the Dolly Mansion. I'm guessing it D A L Y Dolly Daly. I think Dolly. Dolly. Yeah, the Dolly Mansion in Hamilton was a farmhouse when Copper King Marcus Dolly um, purchased the home and its surrounding property from Anthony Schaffen in um, 1886. Uh, the Dallies remodeled the home several times in different styles before settling on the Georgian Revival style scene today. It's like, they must have had a lot of money to just, like, I'm going to remodel it. Nah, I don't like that. I'm going to try again. Yeah, I don't nah, like this style. I don't like that. I'm going to do this again. Like, yeah. okay. Um, it says, the mansion was damaged by years of neglect after Margaret Dally's death in 1941. The state of Montana bought the property in 1986 and began the painstaking work of repairing and restoring the once impressive home. Ever since the state purchased the mansion, people have described strange phenomena within the walls. Um, smoking is not allowed in the house, but visitors and volunteers have reported the distinct scent of cigar smoke near Marcus Daly's office. Mm. Um, a painting in the music room just can't seem to stay on the wall for long, but has no evidence of falling. Um, some even claim to have seen Mrs. Daly herself. Mm. So, do they mean that, like... They nobody's hearing anything falling, but it's just like constantly like set on the ground or something. I think you know, so. like, yeah, maybe just, like moved. take it off the walls. They're like, we don't like this. Mm -hmm. We don't like this. Yeah. Moved around maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um. So the next one is Virginia City. Um. And it's, have you ever been to Virginia City? No. Hmm. I feel like I have at one point during like a road trip or something. It sounds kind of familiar. It's like an old, like West. No. Was it like an old western town? No. Am I thinking of something else? I might be. I don't know. Anyways, Virginia City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me just like roll through this in my brain real quick. Um, so it says, perhaps it's unsurprising that one of Montana's most famous ghost towns would have a reputation as its most haunted place. Virginia City was founded in 1863 by prospectors who called it Verena after the wife of Confederate President Jefferson Davis. Um, Judge G.G. Bissell um, the judge who was to sign the town's registration objected to the name and instead called the, the town Virginia. Um, the town's population grew as more people learned of the nearby gold discoveries. Um, without sufficient law enforcement, citizens were forced to take the law into their own hands, forming the Montana vigilantes to deal with robbers along the roads leading into town. Several of the road agents, as they were called, were, hang or were hanged by the vigilance community. Er, community? Committee. There we go. Whatever. I mean, I guess it's not wrong, but whatever. Um, it says, by the 1940s, the town was in disrepair. Uh, Charles and Sue Bovey bought up much of the town for restoration and preservation. Um, the state purchased Bovey's properties and has maintained the site ever since. Virginia City's history, both colorful and tragic, has led to tales of ghostly encounters in the mining city's streets. One ghost, a tall man in a blue Civil War soldier's coat, is said to smoke along the town's boardwalks at night. And a woman and a young girl are and are other specters alleged to have been seen. Hmm. Yeah. Montana. Yeah. But in a place that's like, I guess in some places not very inhabited. Like, I haven't been to Montana much. Mm -hmm. But I know that, like, um, from what I have seen, there's not a whole lot out there. You know, like... Mm -hmm. It, I guess it depends on, again, where you go. If you go to, like, a big city or something, granted, we were just, like, driving through to get to Hot Springs, so, mm -hmm. like, obviously you're going to kind of be out in the middle of somewhere to get to something like that, yeah. usually, but, 
Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> I want to go sometime, though. It's supposed yeah. to be just beautiful there. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, like to see the that. one that we went to would probably be like a seven-hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. Um, but not bad. Like, if you did like a three- or four-day thing, it would be worth the drive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, Yeah. Um, we should we should try and do that at some point i think it they're pretty fun the one that i went to they give you like in your rooms and stuff you have like robes that they give you that are like nice and fuzzy and thick Mm -hmm. and you like wear those around you know to get to you know the hot springs or to go Mm -hmm. wherever and you can like go into like their bar slash restaurant type thing and like get drinks and bring them into the pool Mm -hmm. side area or you could like just go and get food in your swimsuit or, like, you know, mm-hmm. towel or the robe or whatever, and then go back to the pools, you know? like That sounds cool. Yeah. <clears throat> that sounds awesome. But, yeah. Um, so, what was your idiot or asset moment from this week? Okay. So, we, you know, usually podcast over Skype. Or Zoom, mm-hmm. right? I think we're Skyping lately. Skype, yeah. Zoom. At least lately, anyway. Yeah. Our, our Zoom episodes, okay, we realized the sound on that was awful. And, and we're sorry. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it, except Skype is doing better. Because we didn't know what better. else to do at the time. Yeah. You know? Skype, Skype was not doing well, so we switched to Zoom, and now we're back to Skype. But, yeah, yeah it's, yeah. Okay, anyway, so, <laughs> we're on the computer, we're on our cameras, right? Mm-hmm. And, um... On Skype and Zoom, you know, you can be side by side on your computer screen. And um, I like to make myself as big as Rochelle. Otherwise, I get motion sick. So, <laughs> so I'm looking at both of us. That's fine. And I'm always a little bit blurry, mm-hmm. you know, not, not you know, in sharp focus like Rochelle always is. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't this a bad yeah. camera, you know? Like, yeah. I don't... I, and sometimes I wasn't. But usually I was. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went, you know, a couple sessions or whatever in a no, row. more than that, I think. We went, okay, so we went a while, <laughs> and um, I was always, you know, a little blurry, okay. And then one day, I, I think I was, like, extra blurry, and I had no idea what was happening, and I think, what, I don't even remember, we just, like, called Eric in there? Yeah, it was, like, you were asking him if he could, like, fix the camera to make it not so blurry or something like that. Yeah, and he was like, well, have you tried cleaning it? <laughs> and I was like, what? What would I clean it with? And he just, like, from right in front of me picks up off the desk a cleaning cloth and wipes the friggin' camera lens, takes the cloth away. Guess what? I'm in sharp focus. I am annoyed. Also, I never touch the camera lens. Like, never when I adjust it to, like, you know, the right height, like, ever. So I'm just going to say that that's all Eric, okay? (laughs) Because he adjusts it, too, and now we know. Now we know. And after that, there have been times when, yep, it's blurry again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After Eric uses it. He's going to be so mad when he hears this. (laughs) Sorry, Eric. It's your camera. You can touch it it's fine okay so anyway i just felt really stupid that like cleaning it never even crossed my mind <laughs> like maybe it's dirty you yeah know? no that's all it is it's dirty so i clean it every time we podcast now <laughs> yeah yeah that happened it's fine what's your moment uh okay so 
I went um, and took the horses, well, Travis and I went and took the horses um, to an arena nearby to, you know, do things with them there. And, you know, we get there, we get back, and to be fair, like, Travis didn't really know, but, like, so Ahsoka I usually put in last and take out first. Mm-hmm. No. I usually put Toby in first and then take him out first, I think, is what it is. Okay. And Travis went and got Ahsoka out of the trailer before Toby got out of the trailer mm-hmm. and then walked off with her, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, where's my friend? And I was, like, trying to get him out, and he yanked. There's, like, a strap that hooks onto the trailer wall and then mm-hmm. onto his halter, so then that way he can't, like you know, be going too crazy in there. Yeah. Um, and he yanked back so hard that it broke the metal snap mm-hmm. and immediately smacked, I don't know if it was the metal snap or what it was that smacked my finger. Oh. Like, really hard. And, like, I was instant, like, I go, ow! And then I, like, instantly look at it and there's a huge lump on there. And oh, I'm like, that's not good. I've never seen a lump form that fast. Yeah. You know, like that's not okay. And like, I still have a lump. Like you can feel it in there. There's oh, like a yeah. whole like, and that's way better than it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, fine. And so <laughs> I finally get him out and like get him under control and take, um, him over to where Ahsoka is. And then I'm like, okay, trying to brush him down, doing all this sort of stuff. And then Ahsoka, being the idiot that she is, because she's only four, is not paying attention, and turned around and stepped on my foot. Oh, no! (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like, it wasn't hard or anything, but it was just kind of like, really? You know? Yeah. First it's one and now it's the other. And then, of course, I go and I like go into the house, and I'm, like, finally done, and I'm just like, ugh, you know? Yeah. And I go to take my boots off, and they're fairly new, but also, like, pretty sturdy boots, Mm -hmm. and, like, the bottoms are kind of like a wood, sort of, like, that has, like, rubber under that, but, like, the bottoms are hard. Mm -hmm. And I, like, go to try and, like, I kick off one boot, right, and I step on the back of it, get the one boot off. And then I go to, like, step on the back of the other boot and, like, lift up. And I lifted up with the other one and didn't step all the way off Mm -hmm. and smacked myself in the ankle bone with the, like, sharp wood edge of the heel of my boot. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) So, yeah, it was an interesting... It was just one kind of injury after another, and it was like, oh, you know, you go and you ride, and things went well, and I was like, oh, cool, you know, and then I get back home, and it's like, beat up. Oh, wait, nope, 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 beat up again. Oh, wait, 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 now you're going to beat yourself up. And so, yeah, that was that was a, an interesting day. <laughs> I was like, I kind of felt like an idiot, but like, because all of it could have been prevented. <laughs> all at, of it. At that point, but... <laughs> you just, like, make yourself a little, like, bubble wrap outfit and just <laughs> lay on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> Never move again yeah. until the next day. Yeah. But, Oh, yeah. that sucks. I'm sorry. So, Damn. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it was something else. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, that, that's my moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, two out of three of those were not your fault. But very easily preventable if the situation would have been, like paid attention to for mm-hmm. multiple, you know, <laughs> on multiple accounts. Uh, I'm trying to give you an out here. 
I mean, yeah, but like, I didn't do it to myself, but I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Worst things have happened, though. Although this weird knot in my finger hasn't gone away in a while, and that's kind of concerning. How long ago was that? <sighs> By the sad. time that I wrote this down, I'm going to go, this is probably at least a month ago. Okay. Oh. It's just and a I'm tiny not... little bump, which is what's weird That's because I've been working it. on it. If you rub on it and stuff, yeah. eventually, like, it hurts pretty bad, and so I'm like, okay, like, is that scar tissue or something? But, like... It go like, you can tell, like, right now, it's kind of gone away a little. Oh, yeah. Okay. But then it immediately, it, like, comes back. Yeah. It's, it, like, wants to stay that same amount of, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's weird. The whole thing's weird. But I have a pee in my finger now. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little bean. Yeah. That I just carry around with me. But, yeah, I'm, ho- like, like, I can work just fine. So, I'm hoping that that That's doesn't good. change, yeah. you know, at some point. But, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Fun times. Fun times are had by all. Mostly me. <laughs> Mostly I had the fun times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening to us and our shenanigans. You can email us at idgits and Aspets podcast. Did I say that right? Idgits and Aspets podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and send us your idiot and ass foot moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.